The ugly truth will always be free, so it's clear the Uggs aren't in it for the money. But if you're a fan, we'd appreciate any support you can give. Visit UglyTruth.com and check out the Support the Truth column on the right. You can donate, download our mobile app, or shop the Ugly Mall. All proceeds go right back into the show. As always, thank you, and now, on with the Ugly Truth. Are you ready for another mind-altering dose of the sisters who will say just about anything? Jamie. I'm literally becoming a pariah. I don't know what's wrong with me. And Paula. It's not a matter of what you say. It's whether I can, you know, get the urge to find you attractive enough. Welcome to another unfiltered episode of The Ugly Truth. Episode 118. Ugh! Ugh! Hello, Paula Bobala. Hello. Hello, Ugh! Hello, listeners. Thank you for downloading our show today. It is Friday, June 26th, 2015, and it is an epic day. Although we aren't gay, we are all about love, and we just want to say that the Supreme Court ruling came out today that anybody, same-sex marriage, has to be legal in all states. So congratulations. Mowage wins for all. Love wins. Yay! Dun, 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 dun. No, it is a good day for that. And, you know, for a brief moment in time, we get to be happy about something and hold hands and wear flowers in our hair and be glad and be happy. And people walking around with a little skip in their step for a few minutes before we get back to the reality of the world, which is never all that great. So it's great to be happy for, for a moment in time for a group of people that have been oppressed somewhat when it comes to civil liberties. So congratulations. Welcome to the club. We all get to be married. Now, apparently now it's not gay marriage anymore. Now it's just marriage. I I don't know who said that. I don't know what PC police officer said we can't say gay marriage anymore, but I read that today. No more can we call it gay marriage. It's just marriage, which... You know, I guess it always was. I've never walked up to someone and said, so, Greg, how's your gay marriage going? You know, I've never done that, but apparently people do, so. No, I mean, it's, it's great news. It's, uh, you know, I'm excited to be invited to, well, don't they usually call it like a gay wedding or do they just, call, now it'll just be a wedding? Well, if you were in a state where you could not become legally bound in marriage, I believe they had the unions. So you'd have civil unions. Commitment ceremonies. Commitment ceremonies. Yeah. And now, you know, it's so funny. Even back when I w- when we were children, like teenagers, when, when the AIDS epidemic came out, that's when everybody realized that there was this gen- – there was this population – well, homosexuals have been around forever. But what I mean is that they were longing to be accepted like everybody else – their love was no different than a love between a man and a woman. And mm-hmm. so suddenly, and not because of AIDS specifically, but I would say because it affected them, suddenly everybody was being educated on the gay community and how they weren't these deviants or these pariahs or these perverts, that they were right. actually normal people that worked in your office and, you know, performed in your movies and everything else. And then suddenly, here we are, 20 years later, it feels like, and now we're seeing equality when it comes to their civil unions and the only thing that really the reason i bring it up is i feel like it never should have been brought into the government anyway like it i mean i realize that in some some ways marriage is a legal binding contract Mm -hmm. but 
does it really matter if it was two people that were of the same sex or not? To me, it doesn't. Everybody pays their taxes. And if that's what we're talking about, really, why should it matter? Right. In the law's eyes, two adult consenting adults, regardless of sex, it shouldn't matter. But, uh, you know, you got to, you know, everybody's got to have a little opinion. But luckily, you know, common sense, I think, prevailed. And I'm really glad. And the last paragraph of the judgment is is really profound and very poetic. And so I'm very glad for that. So congratulations, adults. <laughs> we can all be equal when it comes to getting married. You can be just as miserable as the rest of us. <laughs> yes. You can threaten divorce in those terrible fights when you've had too much wine. Yep. Just like everyone else. Congratulations. So congrats. Enjoy it's great. It. I'm taking the cat. I'm taking yes. the cat. I would never... Whatever ever threatened to take the cats you can have them take the children no no not the children so anyway congratulations so yes i'm excited that we're recording a little late so that we can have that little announcement and have that in history yeah in our little podcast super exciting and another thing that happened this week i know you're not um a huge podcast listener paula but you do have your choice selections mm -hmm. i would encourage you if you're interested mark Marin interviewed it interviewed president barack obama this week i did hear that i did i haven't listened to it yet i've listened to excerpts but um i just don't i just don't have time this week unfortunately but i have listened to it it has received well at the time i read it it was over a million downloads Wow. And, you know, that makes any podcaster jealous <laughs> because they're like, how yeah. do we get President Obama? Yeah, how on did he get show? him? That's well, yeah, he was. Okay. So, you know, I told you that I've become this NPR listener. Yes. Now, I, I've calmed down. I, it's toned down a bit because it's a little too highbrow for me, a lot of it. Mm -hmm. But there are some of it that I really enjoy. There's this woman who interviewed Mark Marin the day after he interviewed Barack Obama. And he said that one of his aides is a big fan of podcast listening, and okay. he listened to What the Fuck Mark Maron, which is uh -huh. the name of his podcast. He suggested it to somebody. Somehow, Obama's like, yeah, I'll do it. And so they reached out to him and said, hey, the president has listened to your show and would like to be interviewed by you. Wow. And I think this was like months in the making from what it sounded like. Well... He Mark Marin is a lot like us. He does his show in his garage. You know, it's not like it's a <laughs> fancy studio or anything. I mean, right. he's not like he's not even like Adam Carolla who has this big warehouse with a stage and a studio and recording right. booths. It's very simple, <laughs> like most podcasters. It's pretty grungy. So they had snipers on his neighbor's roof. Jeez. They had a secret service had to sweep the neighborhood. They had to tape up all of his windows in his garage. They had to, He had to clean his garage, his studio area, because it was a little too cluttered, and they didn't want the president tripping and falling. Well, that's why it took months. Can you even imagine someone saying, okay, no. we realize that you do this in your bedroom. Very nice, but we're going to probably have to move it because we can't have uh, any words coming out that say President Obama was in your bedroom. You yeah, know, it would I'd be like, here, have a seat. Would you like another pillow? Would you like to sit on my bed Indian style? Right. <laughs> He's like, well, I don't use that word, but all right. Oh, yeah, really? That. But he said he was really nervous and he said that um, it was really intense initially that he was asking probably a lot of the questions that if you're politically minded in any way, and it's really hard not to be, that you want to ask the president questions that anybody would want to ask him about right but initially you know like race relations and you know 
politics. But once that went away, they just started kind of chilling. They started talking about, you know, his wife and, you know, their marriage and mm-hmm. just got to know him as a human. And so for that part, I am interested. It's really interesting because, you know, Stephanie is our sister, is pretty conservative. And yes. she has a little bit of a different viewpoint now because of the House of Cards, the show. Oh, with okay. Kevin Spacey. Because what you realize, and I'm sure if we could all have the the opportunity to wander around the hill in mm-hmm. DC, we would realize that although there are the you know, there there are those that tow the party lines for Democrats and Republicans, that ultimately everybody's just human. And they all have to work together, even if it appears that they don't work together and they don't do it well because they're being stubborn. They've all known each other for years. It's kind of like high school, you know. And so ultimately, it's just a label. And they're just personalities. You know, there may be people who are really good friends who happen to be completely opposite politically. So it's, it's interesting now to listen to someone, you know, listen to the president of the United States who happens to be a Democrat talking about issues and people that you would think are just hateful and they're maybe not as hateful as you think so for that part alone i'm really interested to listen to the interview i'm not super anything i mean i'm a little more independent than anything but i i'm still looking forward to hearing it i'm sure it was pretty candid too because i mean you know Barack Obama, he's like a short timer right now, you know. I mean, oh, he's, totally. He's on his way out. So. He sees the end. He sees the end. Yeah, he's looking forward to it. You I know, think. I mean, he's already got one foot out the door. Not to say that you know he's slacking off or anything like that, but but I mean, it's his pres his presidency is pretty much already sealed, mm-hmm. and so well, what's great for him as a as a politician, uh, you know, all presidents generally have a bright spot and a low spot in their careers as as the president. Obama's is history will show, although there was a lot of tumultuous times, there was a lot of time periods where he became this massive disappointment. Um he killed Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he uh, happened to be in office when the, you know, when gay marriage became legal in all 50 states. He's, right. You know, there's all of these huge milestones for socially that I think he will be you know, revered for, regardless of political ties. I think you can't look back and say that he happened to be sitting in office when these wonderful things happened. He was still horrible, you know, hopefully. Right. So you never know. Anyway, moving on. It is freaking hot. It is so hot in Sacramento. Yeah. What's and it I, supposed to be, like 106 today or something? It was 106 yesterday. It's 102 today. Oh, And good. then we get a reprieve. The weekend's going to be in the low 90s. And then it's going to be like 105 all next week. Yeah. Every day. And I'm like, oh, it's oppressive. It's so oppressive. I hate waking up at 730 in the morning and it's 80. Uh, that's what I, this morning we left the house and I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be so hot because my kids are unfortunately still in school. They're like the only kids I know that are still in school, but today's yes. the last day, thank God. But um, yeah, we were walking out and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, it's already kind of like, you know, it was 720, so I expected it to be a little cool and Anything. it wasn't. It was like Mm-mm. lukewarm, and I'm you like, you feel oh, this that is not it's good. like getting into the it's like getting into uh into water, and you're you're hoping to get nice and refreshed, and you get in, you're like, oh, it's like 80 degrees in here. It's not refreshing I know. at all. I know. So yeah, I impressive. could tell today's, and then I'm sure we'll be getting the spare the air alerts. You know, oh, because of course, 
I was like coughing yesterday and I couldn't figure out mm. why. And I'm just like, the air is just crap right now. Speaking of, so I, I think I told you last week my air conditioner wasn't working. Yeah, but then you said you got it fixed. We did. Um, well, it took three days because the gentleman who was helping us or that we were paying essentially, he does he works as an HVAC guy for a school district here. Oh. Um, but to pay for his hobbies, which is restoring cars and boats and things of that nature, he does side jobs and he does them fairly regularly, which is great. It's so great when you can find someone that works on the side because they're usually really super good because everything's word of mouth and they work with your schedule because they're working all day. Sure. So they're either there at lunchtime or at night or, you know, it's it's really nice. And so he came over he said, well, you know, he found he found several things wrong within the unit, first of all, which was shocking. The fan was falling down, so he re he fixed the fan. That didn't fix it. There was a part that was full of oil. He had to replace that part. And it was all cheap, luckily. Right. It still wasn't working. He would sit there for 15 minutes, and we'd wait for the, the cool air. And he's like, yeah, it's nice and cool, blah, blah, blah. And so he'd leave. Three minutes later, it would die. And it happened two days in a row. Oh, no. And the thing is, is it was almost 100 degrees every day. So I had, like, black sheets on the windows. You know, I was doing God. everything I could to contain cold air. And that, of course, was the night that Bodega killed a skunk. Right. So now that skunk, now the house smells like weed because skunk, faded skunk smell it smells like pot. Gross. And so we have that issue and our cars and everything else. So finally, he came over at 9 o'clock at night. He's like, I'm not leaving until I fix this. So he went outside. He goes, your motor's dead. Uh -oh. I'm like, okay. That I said, well, expensive. how much is that going to cost me? <laughs> That's what I said. I go, well, anything like that must be expensive. So from beginning to end, it was 300 bucks. Oh, that's is, it? Yes. I was so relieved. The problem is, and we'll get to it later, it was three days of small talk. You can only imagine <laughs> the kinds of things that came out of my mouth. Why, why didn't you just like just guide him to where he needs to go I and did. then leave? I did, but the problem was is he had to wait to make sure that the air conditioner was working inside. Well, he can wait by himself. Well, it just doesn't work that way, Paula. I just so. – I don't – <laughs> Maybe that's why, like the one time I did have some work done on my old house, I had um, some tile work and some wood flooring, mm -hmm. and they were there all day, but they were Russian, so I'm just like, well. <laughs> I don't speak Russian. I felt, I guess I felt comfortable enough to know that, like, there was a language barrier, so I didn't feel like I needed to talk to them. <laughs> right. Yeah, that wasn't, I, that was, this was not the case. So the first time, and we'll get to my ugly and awkward moment later. But let's just put it this way. On the second day, he came. No, it was the third day because he came once in the morning and then he came back that late, that later that evening. And then he came back the next day to actually fix the, the motor. I said, <laughs> I can't even believe I said it. He comes in the door and I said, you know, we might as well just start having an affair. You're coming over so much. My God, Jamie. <laughs> I told Daryl, he's like. Why do you talk to people? Really? Why do you say things like that? And I said, it was a joke. It was a joke. He's like, yeah, I know, but you don't know who this person is. He could be taking you seriously or he could be incredibly offended. You have no idea. And I said, I know. 
why, why do I say things like this? I have no idea. It just starts happening. It just starts. You know, what's funny is that it'll probably get back to your friends, the one that referred him, and they're going to be like, yeah, I worked at the that minor house. That, <laughs> that lady is crazy. When he, when he finally left, and I, shockingly, sadly, Malia is actually friends with his daughter. Okay. So we were sitting there talking again the last day, the day he actually completed the job and it was fixed. He started talking about his dogs and Malia turns around. She goes, what's your daughter's name? And he, and he told her and she goes, oh, I'm friends with your daughter. And he, we look at each other like, oh, shit. Yeah, right. I'm like, really? Oh, <laughs> how neat. So luckily he was able to start texting his daughter. He's like, oh, well, I'm going to text her immediately. And he starts texting her. How funny. Oh, God. I was like, this just gets better and better. It was just awful. And I actually at one point even told him, I said, oh, great. More small talk. (laughs) Well, it was so bad. Probably the best thing you said the whole time. It was like the worst date ever. It was like just. That's probably why I never dated strangers because I would never get through a second date. I mean, never. First date. And they'd be like, well, we're done. Goodbye. That'd be it. I've done first dates, but you know what? I usually just sit quietly and I let them do all the talking because (sighs) I just, you know, it's a good way to get to know someone. And and the men can be chatterboxes. Jesus. I mean. Well, they kind of just throw it all against the wall and hope something sticks and you will find them attractive and you'll play with their ding dong at some point. (laughs) Pretty much. That's all they're doing. And in my mind, I'm already thinking like. It's not a matter of what you say. It's whether I can, you know, get the urge to find you attractive enough. Well, that's my point is that we're mostly looking at them physically going, well, do I want that on top of me or not? Right. If you just can't handle only getting your ugly truth one time a week, make sure to hang out with the Uggs on their social networks. Visit UglyTruth.com and click on the Facebook and Twitter buttons to friend and follow the show or search for us on Facebook and Twitter. And now back to the truth. You can talk about the pit, barbecue, the band was jumping, the people too, ah, mess around. They're doing the okay, mess so around. Paula's World, you've had a lot of activities going on the last couple of weeks. Now, last time we spoke, you're in the throes of uh, celebrating the end of the school year. It's a celebration Extended. that doesn't end. It's like a Mexican 10-day fiesta or <laughs> something like that. Say, it's like... It's like a birthday party at our uncle's house. Jeez. <laughs> never you ends. Know, short of, you know, carrying them through the streets with, you know. <laughs> a parade. Beads and garlands and everything like that. So I told – so I messaged you yesterday because I said, well, I have to pick up Olivia. And you're like, well, she just graduated because she graduated – or they yes, call it a, a promotion ceremony. It's not graduation. but Even though they got an 8 by 10 photo of them in a graduation gown? Yes. They they promoted – they've been promoted to first grade. So a huge effing deal. Yeah. And um, it's cute though because they of have course. like a little like bridge. And so they walk across the bridge and that's them like crossing the bridge from, for you know, kindergarten, kindergarten to first, first. grade. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so – there was that. Tuesday, there was an awards assembly. Last week was the musical. Then they had Field Day, which is like a bunch of, you know, like stations where they can blow Outdoor, bubbles or yeah. they can hula hoop or they can do all, you know, right. that stuff. 
today's movie day, and this is just the kindergartners. I haven't you know, even I haven't even touched on Ryan's class. Well, the thing is this, like, all I can attribute it to because, you know, none of my kids ever went to a year-round school. I was under right. the impression that year-round school, they really didn't have this end-of-the-year type celebrating because it's just on again, off again. It's like blocks of time. You know, there's really no end. That's the whole point of year-round school. There is no summer break. Right. So – it's it was really surprising to me to hear that that they're you know basically celebrating the end of school for so long malia my middle schooler or going into high school now their end of the year celebrating began the last week of school so like monday there was something tuesday they get their yearbook wednesday they do their dance thursday's the last day of school and they get out at you know some ridiculous early time right so and that's the end of it up until then, she had, like, tests and stuff and homework the week before. So, to me, it's like... No, the kids have not done actual <laughs> schoolwork in, in, like, two weeks. So, what what's the point of a year-round school? I think like almost... I can think of is, is that the teachers are just done with their curriculum and... Mm. And they're done teaching, so they just you know, but but they have they have the time obligation, you right. know, because yeah, so they get the they get paid. That's how they get paid, right? And does. so they just fill it with all these activities. So you know, I mean, it's fun for the kids, which is fine, but it's annoying for the parents because I'm like, you know, I don't want to keep getting up at six thirty in the morning. To take, to take you, to go party. you know, so you can play board games and walk to Leatherby's and right. watch your teachers play softball against the sixth graders. And well, for two weeks, I mean, that seems a bit excessive. No, Brian had three field trips in the last two weeks. Right, right. And so I'm just like, I am so over this. So then today, and I, I try not to like get angry, but Ryan's mm-hmm. like. So, Mom, are we going to do anything special since this is the last day of school? Oh, for God's and sake. And I'm just like, <laughs> the last two weeks have been something special. Yes, And it we has. even took your sister to breakfast yesterday, you know, after... Oh, after the, the graduation. graduation. You know, I'm like... And then we went to ice cream after the musical and, you know, all this. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm over it. Yeah, that's en- ba- enough of that. The bank account is dry. Your father doesn't <laughs> get paid till the first. No. <laughs> We're not doing anything special. Well, see what happens when you see what happens when you celebrate every effing thing. Every day is a special day now. It's like, no, I mean, I get the whole promotion. The kindergarten to first grade promotion ceremony is adorable. I every single kid I have has gone through it. Sure. But it seems like this school in particular is just taking it to the next level. I mean, I didn't get an 8x10 color photo of any of my children in a pretend graduation gown holding a diploma. What are you supposed to do with that? With a poem. and Are you going to hang that thing on the wall? No, I told Victor what I think I want to get is like, um, like a trunk or a chest or yep. something like that. Mm-hmm. That I can just put all these. Because I don't save everything. And that's the thing about schools. I don't know if it's all schools. But they will send home a piece of binder paper that has a line on it you know i mean they'll send home yes. every little piece well they of, don't want it 
<laughs> and I they don't do. want it. You know what I mean? Well, just, you never know. Some you know, I'm like, Mom, everything. this is you. It was a stick I, f- I found. I, I drew a picture of a stick that I saw on our nature walk today. Or right. You know, and I'm just like, I want to keep it forever. Mm-mm. And Olivia is very sentimental. I have a stack of papers right. that next to my bed of little notes or things that she's written me. I have a plastic bin that I purchased many, many years ago because every, you know, because I have so many kids um, that... I'm like, okay, obviously I have to be a little selective. I'm not saving everything. What am I supposed to do with this stuff, you know, when they're 25? You know, this is not – That's that was kind of my gauge. Is it is it that special to me that I need to save? Now, Daryl is practically a hoarder when it comes to saving <laughs> special things. Right. He doesn't want to throw away anything. He's very sentimental, which is sweet – Except that it becomes ridiculous after a while. And I'm like, why do you still have this? You know, I mean, like, I have love letters and cards and stuff that he gave me. I have all of that. But he saves every wrapper, sticker that was on something special, you know, receipts from a special event. You know, the reason that we have so many corks, you know, is why is because of Daryl. Yeah. And actually, (laughs) it's kind of funny because... You guys are kind of like now being associated with like all thing corks. And so when people like get you housewarming gifts or Christmas well, I know presents you like corks or something. And wine. Yeah. Yes. And so now like everything like that's gonna be your guys' quirk is corks. Our theme. <laughs> but my point is is that I bought this trunk and so I had to go through and decide what I wanted to keep from every child's school year. Now I have files like a like a filing cabinet with report cards and certificates, all the awards that they won in awards assemblies. Right. I have all of those, but they're filed away in a filing cabinet. I oh, don't okay. know why, but that's, I kept them. Well, that's a smart idea. Well, I mean, six years of awards, you know, six years, three kids, awards assemblies every quarter. And, you know, luckily or unluckily, they all got awards every single awards assembly. So I have like 50 you know certificates for tyler and mckenzie i mean they were getting them for everything yeah you know? so i have these but they're filed away but they're they're little gifts or they're special projects or whatever i'll put them on display for a while as art and right. then ultimately i throw them away there are a couple and you've seen my house there there are several that are still up from you know when tyler was a little guy that i just adore but mostly everything gets trashed at some point. Luckily, moving is very helpful. Because yeah. Because then you can just be like, oh, I don't know. I guess we had to throw it away. Oh, can well. purge a lot. Yeah. Yes. No, I'll save like when they do the Mother's Day stuff. Or there's of just course. certain little things that are funny to me. Like yes. um, when they make ornaments or Oh, well, those like are that. different. Yes. Those are special. I'm like the opposite of a hoarder. I throw everything away. Oh, you're like our mother. I throw threw away Ryan's homework and he's like mom so I had to dig through the trash to find his math homework Oops. because I'm like I thought it was just you know because I was cleaning out his backpack More garbage. oh right because those things never get cleaned out unless no, you do don't. it and no, so I find half their wardrobe in there I'm like what are you guys doing with all these clothes in your backpack you never know when you got a jam mom I just <laughs> I don't know what it is so so tell me about the billy goat play because you said there was a, an incident during the play of some kind and I'm so curious. Now, I saw the photos of Olivia as a billy goat. 
Very cute. So it was the night before. She was in the bathtub and they'd been practicing all week. There was she she was lucky enough that she got one of the speaking roles. And so there's some kids that were just like butterflies and they just sang along and then just decorated the stage. Kind of. And, Mm -hmm. you know, because. Let's be honest, you know, when you're five and six years old, you you know, public speaking isn't, you know. <laughs> it's not natural. Top on the priority list. Sure, and sure. And so the night before the play, she's in the bathtub and I don't sit in with her when she's bathing. I mean, she's no. almost six years old. And yeah. So, you just kind of uh, peek your head in. I just keep my ear out for her. Yeah. And she usually, you know, will shout when she's done and I'll go in there and, you know. Make sure she doesn't slip and fall or whatever. Sure. So all of a sudden, I hear screaming from the (gasps) bathroom. Oh, no. So I go running in there, and I'm looking at her, and she has blood dripping down her mouth. Oh, no. And onto her naked body. (gasps) And I'm just like, what is Where is is it coming from? So I... I started like flushing her lip sure. and I realized she had cut her lip. Oh, and no. it wasn't it wasn't deep or anything, but No, but they those bleed like crazy. But what she had done is she had made a bubble beard oh. and she was going to try and shave it with my razor. Did she shave her face? She no, she only got as far as the lip and <gasps> she cut her lip. She shaved her face. Yeah. She, oh no. Was, you know. Oh, no. So the first thing she said is, Mom, my play tomorrow. Because she's so worried about what her lip (laughs) is going to look like. Oh, my God. So I told her, I'm like, don't worry. We'll put on lipstick. No one will know. That is horrible. (laughs) So did the lipstick cover up her shave cut? (laughs) Enough to where she was. She felt comfortable. Did she? Did it scab or anything? I mean, what did it look yeah, like? Yeah, it got like oh, a. No. I mean, it was literally like just a nick, it like was, a paper cut. Well, more than a paper well, cut, but it was cut. just like a little nick on on her lip, and it was in three little parts, and Mm-mm-mm. and so. But I mean, we've Tragic. all done it. We've all yeah. tried to use the razor. You, you know. shaved your you shaved yourself when you were her age, and you took a nice six inch shred of skin like you were peeling your leg victor said he took a big peel out of his cheek on his face when he was a little boy and so you know all kids shave their something (laughs) oh god whether it's their legs or their face but i'm just like i almost i feel partially responsible for this actually why okay so when i when your kid stayed over one time i i can't it was not the last it wasn't the did they catch you shaving your beard? No. F you and no. <laughs> um, it might have been the last time or the time before. I don't remember. But Olivia loves to take a bath in my bathroom because I have a huge tub. And so um, it was time to get jammies on. And she had been running around and she was all sweaty. And I said, well, do you want to take a bath before you get your pajamas on? She goes, yeah, yeah. So we put her in the tub and she loves bubble baths, as you know. So I gave her a bubble bath. And I was in the bedroom doing something while she was bathing. So I came in and I said, oh, wow, there's a lot of bubbles. And so I so I we made her a beard and, you know, and gave her a hat and everything with all the bubbles. Well, she was playing with Barbies, and one mm-hmm. of the Barbies has ice skates. And that's when she d- told me that she wanted to take an ice skating lesson for her birthday. Oh, from, right. From me. And so I said, well, I mean, I'm not going to give it to her, obviously. But I said, I would be happy to give you 
a lesson for your birthday. Absolutely. And so that's when that whole discussion came up that she wanted to learn how to ice skate. Right. I gave her one of the Barbie skates because there are these – it was one of the big – it's like a Bratz doll. So the, the shoes are really big. They're right. not like tiny Barbie skates. And so I said, hey, I, sh- I showed her that she could shave the beard off with the ice skate. Oh, well, what do you know? <laughs> and so she did it. And it was really funny. But it wasn't a razor. It was an ice skate. It was a Barbie shoe. It wasn't like it was an actual thing. But you're telling me this. I'm like, oh, no, this might be my fault. You know what? <laughs> the funny thing is, is that her father, he he does not use a razor to shave. He uses an electric razor. Oh, wow. So it totally is my fault. I'm starting to think so. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, it was really funny because I said, look, and I showed her how to do it. And she's like, oh, my God. She thought it was great. So she shaved her whole face. <laughs> I'll ask her today if she still wants to go ice skating. Yeah. We'll see what she her birthday said. It's like, well, we don't she, shave our face with She's them. probably like, no, I don't want to. No. Oh, I'm my afraid. God. Well, Auntie Jamie did that, I believe. She I'm knew better. Being re- irresponsible with your children. No, Oops. I think it's I. It's very age appropriate. I mean, or age inappropriate. I don't know what you want to call it. But, right. you know, I think right. everyone around the ages of five or six dabbled with the razor. Oh, sure. So well, that would be because her aunt taught her how to shave her face. Well, there you go. So if she has any Sorry. scarring or anything. It'll be my fault. Can play, mm-hmm. You can pay for the reconstruction. I will. Absolutely. So how did her graduation go? I mean, you, you posted a photo of her having this weird face. Well, did she hate it or was she sick of it? No, there was three classes that were graduating and her class was last and they did it in alphabetical order. And so since our last name is Todd, she was oh, second God. to last. So she's like bored. So she'd been standing up there for like 20 minutes, you know, listening to everybody. They and don't have so- them sitting on risers or anything? They have them standing on the steps of, like, oh, the God. stage. Oh, God. It'd be like, take a seat, everybody. This is going to take a while. They probably should have, but, you know. You can't it, expect them to it stand was there. It was And so uh, after we dropped her off, because we still had about uh, about an hour in between when we dropped her off and when the ceremony actually started. And so her father's just like, well, let's go to the store and, and buy her some flowers. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's a good idea. I don't know why yeah. I didn't think of that. And so we bought um, some flowers and um, – okay, so I have to tell you. Tell me. He's like, he's like, well, these ones are cute. He's like, well, they're kind of fluffy and pink. And I'm like, Victor, those are carnations. You can't oh, – I'm like, you filler can't – flowers. can't buy her carnations. Can't buy her the filler flowers, buddy. You just can't buy anyone carnations ever. No, it's no. just not acceptable. I, I, it should be illegal to sell those. I mean – I guess somewhere in some Midwest state, you know, it's acceptable, but, you know, it's just, you can't. Well, look, they're cute and went on a budget. They will do. Yeah, if you're like things. 16. They, uh, I had uh, two carnation uh, corsages in my high school career. <laughs> one was white and one was pink. However... That was a really long time ago, and flower, florist and floristry has come a long way since then. Definitely. it's So it's different. I mean, I still, I believe I still have it somewhere, but it's, I don't know what to say. I mean, they make great lays, you know, for, for graduation. 
<laughs> you know, you well, can and put, they last freaking forever. They do, I mean, and some of them smell kind of good. I actually really like the carnations that you can plant in your yard that grow. Yeah, um, the, the the green part is a really pretty green. Um, the problem is they just are really sensitive, and 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 ironically, they die a lot. I can't keep them alive. So um, I don't hate carnations. I would just not go out of my way, and I certainly wouldn't be giving them to someone. I think in a bouquet, they're acceptable. But on their own. Budget bouquet. Well, uh, if you get like those fields of, you know, whatever, and it's it's like a mixed bouquet. You can I'd, probably get away with a couple. I don't mind them in there, but. The, the $5 bouquet from the grocery store has them, and that's fine. Yeah, but I just said no. And so mm-hmm. we got our roses, but. Um, yes, I saw them. They were very pretty. And what was really super sweet was yesterday, Ryan was supposed to have a field trip, of mm. course. Mm. They were walking to Leatherby's. And oh, so yes. they were doing their, I don't know what it was, just another excuse to not <laughs> be in class. Right. But he we said, he said, Mom, he's like, I'd rather miss my field trip and watch Olivia graduate. And so. Well, that's how you know they've been on too many field trips. <laughs> right. So. If he's willing to sacrifice. So he 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 w- wanted he wanted to watch her graduate instead. So mm. I said, "Well, if that's what you really want to do." And he's like, "It's what I really want to do." So mm. okay. we did that and then we came home and went swimming cuz it was like 112 degrees outside. It was very very warm. We went mm. swimming twice oh, yesterday. Oh yeah. I'd practically be floating. Did you did you Okay, I'm sure you've seen the uh the CDC the C- disease for control the Center for oh, Disease yeah. Control I know. came out saying that your eyes burn because the chlorine is working extra hard to cling to the urine molecules Combat, in the yeah. pool. Yeah. That's not shocking. I I don't know why that's so surprising. I mean, what do you think chlorine does? Just float around in there and eat it, eat it up, and then it just dissipates. I mean, I'm grateful for chlorine. The urine has to go somewhere. I mean, it doesn't just you know evaporate into the air when chlorine hits it. I mean, that's why chlorine's in there, you know. And especially like, I mean, it's one thing when you have your own pool, then that's like you know, it's your own. It's okay, but. Yeah. When you're like living in an apartment like we are and right. it's 110 degrees outside and you like, you know, stuff 50 people have been through the pool that day. Yes. You know, I I almost want to bring my own chlorine tabs and throw a couple in there before I get Just in. Just in case. Just in case. They're like, extra. you know, they're like breath mints for pools. Exactly. <laughs> you Just know. a little extra, huh-huh. I just want I, to make you know sure. What? I you know the thing is is that i i think it's like why is this so sh- why is this so shocking you know i mean i know that like for example you know that um mckenzie and now she's the only one but all three all four of the kids actually are lifeguard certified even malia they're right. all lifeguard certified cpr certified first aid everything and kenzie is uh lifeguarding and swim doing swim lessons at the the local community pool and she she's really good at it. Mm-hmm. She came home last night reeking of chlorine. And they said, if you really, really smell like chlorine, that means that the chlorine worked really, really hard that day. Well, it was 106 yesterday, so not surprising. And right. she was there from morning to, to evening. And I said, you must shower. Yeah. I don't worry that she's covered in fecal matter or urine. However, clearly the chlorine was working double time today. Get, right. in, the, get in the shower and wipe it off. It's so, so strong. Yeah, you know, if I if I actually sat down to think about, you know, a lot of the different things 
then I probably would never go swimming. And so... Well, we're very resilient. Our bodies actually can handle more germs than we think they can, honestly. So, I I mean, mean, if you're willing to sit in a movie theater, then you should have no problem going to a public pool. Because as far as I'm concerned, a movie theater has got to be in one of the most disgusting places ever. Well, and why do they give us fabric chairs? I mean... At least give us leather chairs or, or pleather chairs so that things can inhabit the the, the fabric of those things. I, How many I, dirty diapers and poopy butts have been sitting on that? You have no idea. I or think that's part of the reason why I don't like going to the movies. Girls who wear, sh- you know, skirts too short and they're not wearing underwear and their hoochies are rubbing all over those. It's gross. The, and that is how... STDs get started. I'm positive. <laughs> or yeast infections of some kind. I mean, God. just nasty shit. That's oh, so gross. Speaking of water this morning. Okay, so you know how um, Malia, my little one, she used to do junior lifeguards. She did it for like three or four years in a row. Yeah. And at the end of the junior lifeguards program, which is a summer long program, we go to Santa Cruz to the beach, the ocean, mm-hmm. and they do uh, beach days where it's two or three days of activities where they you put all their skills to work and you compete against other junior lifeguards from all over northern california mm-hmm. well we don't do very well because most of the junior life lifeguard programs happen on the beach and santa cruz has these amazing sandy beaches mm-hmm. well they've all all these other kids have been on those beaches all summer right ours were at the lake where we have no water right <laughs> you know, they've been running around in 100 degree heat so they have stamina but yeah. they don't swim very well compared right. to others who've been in the ocean so last time we went we all went and she was swim you know and they have to swim out pretty far into the ocean and the lifeguards go out there and they sit on their surfboards and they watch them all swim out right they swim out a good hundred yards which is a really which is really far and That's in the ocean far ocean enough to have your arm bit off by a shark it's deep and the first time malia did it she had an anxiety attack because she blame was her. so far out and the water's really blue and beautiful but it was really scary because you're really out in the middle of nowhere, it feels. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're a little kid. Well, I would too, actually. I would never be able to do it. In a million years, I would never do it. But she did it, and I was so proud of her, but she couldn't make it back. She got scared because yeah. when she turned around, she saw how far out she was. Right. So they actually had to surfboard her in, and she it took her a good hour to relax. And when I said, what what was it? She She was genuinely afraid of an animal. Of any animal, sharks, because earlier that day there was sea uh, sea lions watching them. Yeah. And it's really cute because you don't see how big they are because they're super far away. Right. But when you're out in the ocean, the sea lions still out there playing, they're huge. That scared and, the shit out of me. Yeah. And they're not aggressive. They're, they're just, they're like dolphins. They're kind of wandering around. And there were dolphins too. There were yeah, a lot of creatures. Yeah, but you know what? Creatures. They're bait. That's the, I wouldn't want to be swimming out with, you know, those <laughs> things because I'm like, I wouldn't want to be mistaken for a sea lion. Generally speaking, when there are dolphins in the area, sharks stay away. They don't like shark. They don't like dolphin or uh, at all dolphins. So yeah. this morning we were up kind of early because it's hot. We were watching the news. The beach that Malia goes to, she doesn't anymore because she's doing cheer. But the beach that Malia goes to, there were great white shark sightings, and the junior lifeguards are there right now. They had to cancel all the water activities because the shark will not leave the beach. It's been hanging around. What is up with all the sharks? Well, I there's a breeding ground really, really close to Santa Cruz. Uh, the Farallons are really close to that area. And so it's their it's their breeding time. Yeah. And so um, 
this one just kind of is rogue and kind of took off in the wrong direction. Maybe he got rejected and so he's kind of trolling for food. I don't know. But he he or she will not leave the area. And so I'm thinking this is exactly why I would never be able to. Can you imagine swimming out there and then seeing a 12-foot shark? I mean, that's terrifying. I mean, I'd, you'd be dead. I'd probably pass out. <laughs> They'd have to. Yeah. I'd, I'd be dead before the shark ever got to me. Right. I mean, it would be, I can't, the, it, it's unfathomable to me. <laughs> so I'm, uh, so Daryl and I are watching that. He goes, honey, that's the beach. And I'm like, I'm quite aware of where that is. And then they said, and the junior lifeguards from all over Northern California are there. They had to cancel their activities. I'm like, oh my God, no. So I was, I, I just had to mention that because that's there terrible. have been a lot of shark sightings on the East Coast, but now more than one. sightings they're attacking people well that's true they are eating they're they're biting people that is true and I did you know what that. frustrates me about that is these officials that you know like it's a city official or whatever they're like the beaches are open uh -huh. it, you know it's it's very rare that this happens <laughs> it's safe i feel safe i take my kids there blah 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 they get and in then, the water and, and then swim, an, buddy. an eight-year-old loses a leg or something like yeah, that yeah and they're always and i'm like kids. how many people have to get chomped on before you say you know maybe, maybe it's not such a good idea to well, and the thing is is that it's they you know it's and it may be true but I don't know, and I'm with you, I don't know what the deal is, but they're just like, you're more likely to be killed by a terrorist or crash in a plane than you are to be bitten by a shark. And there's like three shark attacks. Within uh, like two weeks. weeks. And I'm thinking, and the thing is, they're, they're like waist high. They're not even like out swimming. I know. They're like on the shoreline. Uh-uh. No. I mean, I, I respect the, I respect the sea and I do love sharks. But I don't want to be eaten by one or tasted by one or anything. Nothing. I went to Hawaii years and years ago and mm -hmm. I did not swim in the ocean. I did. I didn't because I, but I, think I, I had just, a lot of my ties. I couldn't bring myself to do it. And you know what was the funniest thing about that? I was ankle deep in the water and a wave kind of came in and I it, like I lost my footing. And Did I you cut, freak out? I cut my toe on a rock. <laughs> One of the best ways to feel pretty at any moment is to master the Ugly Truth Lip and Clip. To do that, the Uggs know you have to have the right stuff and be ready for anything. So get yourself inside the Ugly Mall at UglyTruth.com and click on our Avon link to shop for high-quality makeup and beauty supplies, all at great deals. Plus, every time you buy something, you'll be helping out the show. So thanks, and now back to the Ugly Truth. Holly Madison was one of the girls next door. Right. Uh, the, the show based on the Hugh Hefner mansion and those three girls, Kendra and Bridget. Mm -hmm. Now, I will admit that I used to love that show. I watched it. I never watched it, but I mean, I I understood that Holly Madison was like the number one girlfriend. She was. And she actually, I believed, was really in love with Hugh Hefner and wanted to like settle down and have a family and everything. Right. Which, according to her book that's coming out or has come out, is not true. It was all a farce. And he was actually really mean to her. 
And it was, you know, some of the excerpts are really but interesting. But weren't they together for like seven years or something? I think she was in the mansion for seven years. I don't know. She claims that she never had one-on-one -on -one sex with him ever, ever, ever. That it was always with other women. That he never did, he did not do anything intimate with one woman ever. Oh, okay. That he was, he's a complete pig. And which, you know, well, I mean, how did you how could you not get into that not knowing? I mean, you moved into a mansion where there was a revolving door in his bedroom in his bedroom. I mean, I just I mean, it's her experience. She's talking about her experience in the mansion. She took advantage. He took advantage of her. You know, they, they both got something out of it. He's just not caring enough to talk about the dirty details, you know, where she is absolutely going to. Well, because he's still living them, even though he's married now, which is kind of funny because mm -hmm. he, I believe he told her at the time that, you know, marriage is just not in the cards. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, he marries some 25-year-old. He did. He absolutely did. I mean, it's a bit interesting because on one side she's saying, you know, I was homeless, I had nowhere to go, so I asked if I could move into the mansion after her you know, one time having sex with Hugh Hefner after a night out at the club. Right. And then yet saying that she actually said, you know, I wasn't going to not get what I wanted out of it after what I had done. So it's like, okay, so you're a prostitute. Okay. Right. Like she sold her soul to the devil. Yeah. And that's fine. You know, I mean, just, just stop acting like you're, because you're a mother now, all of a sudden you weren't well, this. That's, you I know. mean, that's the truth of the matter is, is that somehow – when women become mothers and they've had this this past of mm -hmm. you know being on the cover of playboy or playmate or you know making all that money as a you know as a celebrity you know a reality show and and you know you're only as good as your body looks and things like mm -hmm. that that somehow they're like well that's not who i really am but it's just like yeah but that's all you've ever portrayed. So right. so now you're trying to tell us you were a victim. And and, and, and you did a, a show in Vegas, like a strip tea show in she Vegas. Did. After you know? that. Yeah. So I mean it's you know, to believe that you were anything else, it's you know, you're pretty hard pressed to get people to believe that. But they'll they're gonna eat up her book because they want to know all so? about it. Or the the to people who writes who write stories about these types of things, they'll read the book. And tell us all the good stuff. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine she would make much money in a book. Well, the thing is, is that although Hugh Hefner is almost 90 years old, and I don't think it's any secret that he's a dirty old man, people still want to cling to that persona, the Hugh Hefner Playboy Mansion persona, as something, you know, glamorous or something to attain to. There are still gaggles of girls who want to be the next Pam Anderson or the next Jenny McCarthy. And so they go and, you know, try to make something of themselves. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I remember, you know, our dad was big into Playboy. Yeah. When we were growing up. And I remember looking at all the covers. I didn't necessarily think the women were particularly beautiful, but I always looked for the hidden bunny head. That's the only thing I ever did with the Playboys. Oh, is, yeah. I forgot there's always about a, that. There's a, there's a little Playboy bunny head hidden somewhere on the on the cover. Sometimes it's not hidden, but mostly it was like made out of ribbon or some little tiny thing somewhere. Right. Made out of a light or something. And so I always looked for that. It was like those books we had as kids trying to find the little Waldo? worm. No. Oh, yeah. I forget the name, but. Um, I remember. The scary, he, Richard Scary books. 
he ha- there was a little worm that always appeared yes. somewhere, and you had to try and find him. You had him. to find him. It's like the pre-Where's Waldo. I remember that. Right. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, she's not she's getting a little bit of a backlash because she sounds like a hypocrite, which she kind of is. But, you know, what do you get from a woman who names well, her daughter Rainbow? <laughs> I mean, Not really. just that. I mean, it's just why – I don't know why she's getting any press at all. I mean, she's like – 10 years old news. Yeah, I know. I'm I not know. sure other than she's like, well, enough time has passed now and I haven't spoken to Hef in four years so I don't really care what he thinks anymore. Okay. Maybe and I'm sure he cha- probably doesn't even remember your name, so. He could care less. He could care less. Which makes it even sadder, really. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he really. It makes it sad. Okay, so then the big news that came out is, well, it's not big news, really. Uh, Bristol Palin is knocked up again. I just... Now, the problem is this. this. It's the same problem the Duggars have. Stop using a platform about sex or abstinence or whatever your, you know, high virtues. Like, I'm a, cha- a born-again Christian. I'm never going to have sex again before marriage. And then three weeks after you cancel your wedding because she was pregnant, I assume. Or- well, they were only engaged for two months, and then they were supposed to be getting married. So right. I assume that the reason why they got engaged was because she was pregnant. Perhaps. Or, what you know, there's, there's, there's discussion that it's not his baby. Well, I guess that's always true. But, yeah. I mean, who gets engaged and then gets married two months later? Other, unless you're in the military, not too many people. Right. Unless it's, you're older and just want to get it over with. It's, but, yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, so my guess is is that she got pregnant, they got engaged, they were going to get married, you know, before it got to be a larger issue. And then, you know, well, the thing, then the, by the well, time she had the baby, no one would have cared because. Right. The thing that will attempt, well, not attempt, but the thing that will confirm whether or not he's the father is if he's ha- if he has any involvement whatsoever. Well, and they, I guess they're saying is just because they canceled their wedding, it never was confirmed that they actually broke up. It just was confirmed that they canceled their wedding. Oh, so they're still together? Because she's, according to her blog post, it's like, my son and I will be fine. We've moved back to Alaska. Obviously, not yeah. the path that I expected. So this dude is gone completely yeah, out. it's pretty hush-hush. And My so- guess is that it's likely not his child. But, you know, I don't know anything. I'm just creating backstories now. But what's sad about it is there's nothing wrong with having more than one baby daddy. Yeah. I'm not judging her on that at all. You know, women, unfortunately, bear the burden of having multiple partners if you're not super safe. But what's sad is that she, her platform and the the way she makes her money is telling others to not have sex. Well, right. She she does public speaking, and she's part of this organization. Yeah. I think that you know preaches abstinence. They do to, to teenagers, do. and she uses her <sighs> herself as an example. And it's sad, you know. <laughs> I feel sorry for her, and and I, I actually feel sorry for her. Her mom's even a bigger proponent. I don't feel sorry for her only because, you know, everybody ha- can. Everybody has the right to make a choice mm-hmm. and and she's made poor choices and only so, in the sense that she is talking out of both sides of her mouth but if you're gonna sit there and judge others for their right. actions or or uh scold them or, and make them to feel ashamed or Although, I don't bad know. Did she, does she do that 
think she does that. I think she's more of like, you know, look, look for my experience, abstinence. And I think she vowed never to have sex before marriage again. And I think that's why this is so humiliating for her. It's not, I don't think she was going around saying, ha, see, I think she was more like, you well, know. I think her mother was. I probably. think her mother is, is definitely shaming of, of unwed mothers. You know what? What's really funny about the Palin family is that they are so incredibly normal that yeah. she, re- Sarah Palin, really should not be going around talking to anybody about anything. Because it's they literally are the most normal family you can possibly imagine. You cannot hold these people to a higher standard, and yet she continues to try, and you just well, can't do it. But I mean, she they they keep putting themselves in the spotlight. They're the ones that you yeah, know, yeah. kept pawning for reality shows, and I know, all and it's like just stuff. okay. So you're you're a gun loving Republican, fine. But stop trying to make yourself anything other than that, okay? Your kids sleep around, they get in fights, they have, you know, they fool around and they they do all that stuff, just like everybody else. Right. So stop trying to make them more than they are so that your daughter doesn't have to put on a blog that she's ashamed that she's pregnant again, you know? I don't know. I, I There's a part of me that feels sorry for her because, you know, she didn't ask to be... Oh, maybe she did. I I don't know enough about that. Oh, she's had she had her own reality show. I know she did, and I I do remember that. Um, I know she got into a fight with somebody who called her mother a a whore or something. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to talk about is Donald Trump because you know we talked about him announcing his presidency, and I remember when I was watching that thing, I thought there must be like thirteen people in the audience, and every once in a while someone would go woo, you know, it was like really yeah. small turnout. Well, he said some some words that day. Now, I am not – no, we are half Mexican. Right. I am not one of those folks who is offended by every single thing that anybody says about anything, you know, especially when it comes to, to culture or whatever. I mean, people are dumb and you kind of just have to pick your battles. But, you know, to to completely say that Mexico – sends over their very worst mm-hmm. to the United States is absolute crap. Mm-hmm. And I did take offense to it a bit because, you know, I am Mexican. And mm-hmm. I may not be 100% Mexican, but I know we have relatives that live there and they're not bad people. And when they mm-hmm. come here, I don't consider them sponges of society. Mm-hmm. So Univision has decided that they are no longer associating with Donald Trump. They have canceled their uh, affiliation with the Miss America show, mm-hmm. Miss America pageant or Miss Universe pageant. They have a, a Hispanic uh, host who hosts that part of the world's pageants and he has quit. And Trump is pissed. <laughs> He's like, I'm suing you. You can't do this to me. Well, what so. did he think was going to happen? I don't I mean, know. I don't just... know. Well, because he doesn't think. That's the thing. Uh, let's get to our ugly and awkward moment of the week. Do you have one? I do. So this it. last Sunday was Father's Day. Yes. And... You know, when you have younger kids and some, t- I mean, I guess I could have taken my kids shopping separately, but it just so happened that we had to go to the 
it was like the day before Father's Day and we had just gotten paid. And mm-hmm. so we had to go to like Walmart, Winco, all of our yeah. stores. Right, right. And so when you have littler kids, oftentimes you just have to kind of like, okay, dad, why don't you go and look at, I don't know, movies or something and we'll be back in 20 minutes. And then mm. you take them off into the store and let them pick out something. And oh, then, because you because the dad was with you. Right. Okay. So then you hide the gift in the cart. And okay. so Got it. So, I mean, that's bad enough. But <laughs> so I, I wanted to try and at least, you know, leave something, you know, to the – some kind of surprise. Some sort of magic or something. So I hit all the to- uh, the toys. I hit all the presents in the bedroom. And then I locked the door and I wrapped them. And then I came out and I was like kind of looking around to see where he was. And I thought he was in the dining room. So I come sneaking out and um, I open our like closet door in the living room and I like place them in there very gently. I'm trying to be quiet. I shut the door and the kids are looking at me kind of weird. And I'm just like, what? Why? You know, you know, they're your father's gift presents, you know. Mm. And so I stand up and I turn around and Victor's sitting there leaning on the counter in the kitchen staring at me. Oh, oops. <laughs> and he's just like, what are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, Nothing. And I'm like, why aren't you in the dining room? He says, because I've been in the kitchen the whole time. Oh, so wow. did I you just like give it? Did you did you give him the gifts? No, no. Oh, he had to wait till the next day. Just pretend that you didn't see. I'm like, well, just things. pretend that they're not wrapped presents in the the closet. So God, I'm, he got wrapped gifts. Well, I mean. It was the least I could do. I mean, <laughs> I made him go wander off for 45 minutes at Walmart. 45 minutes? My God. Well, I had two kids to take shopping. You know to what? figure out what they were going to. And you know what we used to do for Father's Day gifts? We went to the dollar store. And I said, oh, run. Really? Run free. Find your gift. No. Three dollars later. I, no. Right. Olivia picked something that was like, you know, well, with her, it's hard because I, I basically say, like, well, you want to get him, like, a T-shirt or you want to get him something, you know. So I give her ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, Ryan, he kind of is a little – he kind of is a little bit more free-thinking so he can kind of pick his own gift. Of course, he picks the gift that's, like, $35. And See, so I think you're going about this wrong. <laughs> I think you're going about this a little wrong. It's, it's a gift from the heart. It's not meant to be some retail product. I would literally – the reason that I took him to the Dollar Tree is because, first of all, everything's a dollar. Right. Second, they literally can pick anything. And there's no problem whatsoever. I let them choose anything. And Daryl used to just love it because they're <laughs> hysterical because he knows exactly who got him what. Right. You know, he could always tell based on whatever. Natalie is the most unimaginative human as a child. So would she get him a mop? She would get him stuff like some weird sculpture you know those dumb made in china sculptures that are made (laughs) out of like sand practically she would get him one of those or or a baseball or something (laughs) tyler would always get him like a mug of some kind of coffee mug that he could read he's like oh this says dad on it this is this is what i want and then kenzie would always get him something that she wanted like a snow globe or something. We have the every birthday, every Father's Day, every Christmas. We have the conf- the pep talk before we go into the store. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
What are we doing here? Shopping. Who are we shopping for? Daddy. What are we not looking at? Toys, Toys. for us. <laughs> right. So we would always end up, but, but you know what? At the end of the day, five bucks, we're done. And it's not about the amount of money. It's about the, th- it was the thought. And right. giving them the freedom to go through the entire store. There have been times where they bought barbecue tools. At the Dollar Tree. Well, I mean, that's probably true. But I mean, anything does, is there. Did he use any of the things that. Always once, always one time. And that was, that's kind of the thing, you know. It's, it just, they were so proud that they literally got to go through one whole store all by themselves. I mean, obviously I was there, but, and pick anything they wanted for their dad. And that was their gift. And of it was- course, that could never be reciprocated because, I mean, what would you do if he took them to the dollar store for Mother's Day gifts? Well, you know what? It, <laughs> it's di- like we discussed. Father's Day is different than Mother's Day. It I, is. You know, we we bore those children. Our bodies are ruined sometimes because of those kids. It's the least you could do is give me an egg and, you know, some piece of jewelry, you know. Right. Right. I, but, you know, honestly, I'm not really into that. I, You know, my, my Mother's Day gift has always been the same. I always appreciate the breakfast and then solitude. That's the only thing I've ever wanted. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially if you're with them all the time. I completely agree. I mean, I don't think they're – I I don't yeah. need special bonding day. I bond with them every day. Yeah, That's if you're with Mother's them all day. the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even if you work in your home, I mean, you're the one doing most of the mo- – you're doing the mothering. Yeah. So it's like to have one day on the weekend on a Sunday where I don't have to bathe somebody or do a dish for five hours, you know, I'm good. You know, leave yeah. me to my television and, you know, okay, fine, a cocktail and I'm watching, you know, my girly movies. Happy yeah. Mother's Day. Just the you know, peace I don't, of mind. Yeah. yeah, I don't really need to do the whole thing. So in reverse with, with dads, you know, dads like stuff. They just do yeah. any kind of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many years Daryl got fly, you know, got flies or, you know, hooks or whatever oh, for, for fishing because, mm-hmm. you know, they're super cheap and you can get them. And, you know, even if he never uses them, he has them in his box, his tackle box, mm-hmm. and he'll look at them and go, oh, I remember when I got these cheap little hooks from my kids, right. you know? I mean, so to me, it's like, it doesn't have to be an ordeal, but, you know, then again, I'm I'm a veteran. I've been doing Father's Day for a really long time. <laughs> no, that's true. You and it, so I, you know, I always have the best of intentions, but of you know, we're big on overthinking. Though we overthink everything when it well, comes to stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and I don't, you know, and I live in such a small apartment. To think I was going to be sneaky and hide something was just, yeah. you know, ridiculous. When it's true. Uh, well, what was worse is the kids look on their face because they knew their father was in the kitchen. Yes, and well, I was the one that was acting like. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, like way to speak. I up, get so mutes. pissed at everybody because I'm just like, I will not be treated like I am a geriatric with dementia. And I will really not, not be treated. That's, that's <laughs> the problem is you're really not. That's that's what make would make me mad. I'd be like, you guys have to stop acting like I'm, you know, special. That's enough. But then, I, then enough. I, the moment I say that, then I start to feel like mom. And so <laughs> I just <laughs> I just ignore the problem altogether. <laughs> like i'm going back to the couch just wrap me up in my <laughs> afghan i mean the next thing i need to do is you know smack my butt and be like i've got a good butt you know <laughs> i can dance i, I, can, I can dance i've got moves i've lived life i have lived some life you people don't you even, even know, know. <laughs> yeah i think after a while though it starts to get hurtful so hopefully they'll stop it because <laughs> someone's right. gonna get hit if you don't if they don't knock it off yeah really okay so here we go uh the first 
day that the air conditioning person came to look at the air conditioner, he thought he fixed it. He's a he's a conservative. He's conservative in the sense that he's not going to get in there and say, yeah, you need a thousand dollars worth of stuff. He's going to he's going to start with the most obvious things, see if that fixes it. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't, he'll come back. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it because at the end of the day, even though we needed a new motor, it was only 300 bucks. And I right. really didn't mind the conservativeness. Unfortunately, that requires many visits. The first visit we, you know, he came in, we, we sat down at the table, we were waiting for the conditioner, air conditioner to pop on, it did, he, wait, he wanted to wait a few minutes to make sure that it was going to stay on. So we're sitting there. Now, this guy actually worked on our other house, you know, our older house, mm-hmm. um, when the air conditioner was going kaput, he actually came out and looked at it and did a few things to kind of keep the old, the old thing going before it completely died. So he actually remembered me. Oh, okay. From the last time. And I did too, but I didn't actually work with him. He actually dealt with the landlord back then. So I right. ne- I didn't necessarily meet meet him. So we're sitting there and he goes, wow, this is quite an upgrade from your last house. And I said, yeah. Now, I don't have a problem talking about money with people. I know a lot of people find it awkward and uncomfortable to talk about money. And I don't go around telling people how much money we make or anything like that. But I don't really, you know, if people want to know how much something costs, I don't have a problem saying it. Right. I don't know. I mean, I maybe it's rude or inappropriate. I, you know, doesn't really matter I with think me. it's just like a manners thing. Kind of like people don't usually aren't supposed to talk about their sex life. But, you know, well, I do that too. I do too. So. But when someone says, wow, this is quite an upgrade. Did you get a good deal on this house? To me, that means they want to know how much it was. I mean... Maybe not. I mean, I guess I could dance around, but I'm not really good at dancing around, and I'm horrible at small talk, as we all know. Right. And you're, you're going to give me a laminated card to take with me to parties and functions because right. I may need that for business, you know, for Daryl's business meetings <laughs> right. and whatnot. I can't even imagine. Oh, my God. So he, I said, yeah. I go, actually. And so I, I always tell the story because it's a really interesting story how – we made an offer more than they were asking because we were getting outbid on everything at the time when we mm-hmm. were looking for a home. And we didn't get this house initially. They actually mm-hmm. rejected our offer and they took another offer because an investor wanted it. Right. And I said, but they took too long to accept the offer. I'm telling this guy all of this. They took too long to accept the offer. The investor bought another home and withdrew his offer. And this is where it went bad. I said, so they asked our agent if we were still interested in purchasing the house at the asking price. It took a couple of days and I said, but they're Korean. (laughs) What? And he goes, oh? And I said, yeah, there was a language barrier. So it it kind of slowed down the process, you know, because we don't speak Korean. (laughs) He's looking at me like, what does that have to do with anything? And then I said, I said, and their agent was too. Oh my god! So what? It's like you, like you're buying a foreign piece of property. <laughs> Not only that, but he's looking at me confused, as if are you are you racist or something? Is that like, is that what this is? Like, what are we doing? And so, like, what if I'm like, his I know, wife was Korean or something. She's not, but I know what you're thinking. And so, I said, well. And so then, of, of course, at this point, I've really just put it all out there because somehow them being Korean means something. So now I've got to try to explain why that's so important. So it just, you know, I kept going. You know, I said, well, 
you had to you you had to make him buy your line of thought at which I had none because I was just saying whatever was in my brain and coming straight out of my mouth with literally no filter whatsoever. And I said, but, you know, they took really good care of the house. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was Jeez. so The it floors so were really bad. clean. <sighs> I just For don't even know what to sake. say at this I don't point. even know what – I don't even know why you say things like that. I don't know because these are the types of thoughts I have in my head – and when I'm trying to do small talk, which I don't do, I just say whatever. And it just, I figure it's kind of like, maybe we'll find something unequal. You know, maybe we'll come to an agreement on something that I'm saying or not. I don't know, but. But it's highly unlikely. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. So he goes, well, and then he's like, well, I'm going to see. This seems to be working. And I got up and I said, you know what? No more small talk. <laughs> he goes, yeah, Okay. It was so awkward. It was that so terribly awkward. It was terrible for everyone involved. Everybody. And there was no buffer. There was no animal in the house. There was no chil- children anywhere. It was just there. And you just had to deal with it. So, And that was the first day. <laughs> and then by the third day, I'm suggesting we have an affair. So, oh I mean, it really God. just didn't get any better. It was just a whole bunch of mess. So by the time we were said and done, he had his check. Couldn't you have asked Daryl to like stay home one day and deal with it? Or I begged Daryl to stay You're home. You're just not capable. Jamie. I begged him to stay home. I said, please don't make me do this again. I'm I'm literally becoming a pariah. I can't <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I don't know what's wrong with me. I it's amazing I have friends. It's amazing that people that I can function. In society, my biggest anxiety is with because the Trader Joe's guys, the the checkers, they're so nice. And whenever they ask me that loaded question, well, it isn't a loaded question, but it is for me when they say, "So, you have any plans this weekend?" I immediately freak out and go, "Oh God, I'm going to say something bad." And do you know how many awkward moments I've had at Trader Joe's with <laughs> checkout people? I mean, just really. say no, nothing special. Just <laughs> keep it simple. Well, just like you, I overthink everything. I'm like, well, let's see. And I start filing away. What am I doing? Well, I'll be having sex this weekend and um, probably getting shit-faced. So, you know, other than that, nothing. You just, know. just your usual. And they're like, okay, just just superficial question. Didn't really have a... Enjoy your didn't wine. Really, didn't really want an answer. <laughs> yeah, right. God. Always so bad. I would say that you win this week for sure. Oh, my God. I... I just I, – I could have saved up all three days and given you one for the next month. I don't know how you do it, but you always manage it. to pull through. <laughs> always rely on me. Well, I think, I think that's a wrap for this week. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and shopping our Amazon page and our Avon site. Thank you to new listeners and to our uh, veteran listeners for still uh, hanging on. Hope everyone had a great Father's Day. And we will hopefully be back next week, uh, cool as cucumbers and not dying in the Sahara. Frying. Maybe Texas can send some rain. We'd appreciate it. That'd be okay. But other than that, have a fabulous week. Stay cool. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
That's it for this week. Be sure to check out UglyTruth.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, or, of course, the Ugly Truth mobile app for any past shows. And then every Sunday, you'll get a brand new episode. We truly appreciate you listening and sharing the ugly truth with your friends and family. Until next time, get all the truth you need at UglyTruth.com and stay ugly, my friends.